Welcome into Ezra and Cotter Sports Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Ari. I'm Justin. So our first breaking news of the offseason is Carson Wentz to the Colts. There were a lot of speculations that he would go there, but now it's official, I think, pending a physical. So do you think that's a good move for the Colts? Um, I, It's like weird. I, I feel really weird about it because I'm personally – Carson Wentz hater. I don't. I don't like Carson Wentz at all, not even remotely. But I don't think he's good. But I, if there was a place for him to revitalize or get back on track, I don't think there's any better place for him to be than with his old coach. So with Frank Reich. So I don't hate the move. Um, I did see where the second turns into a first if Carson Wentz plays seventy percent. So that's not bad because that means if he's playing seventy percent of your games, then he's obviously your starting quarterback and then you guys are probably doing pretty damn well because the Colts are a solid team with a really good defense. But I think he could revitalize it there, but I don't know. I still think – I just saw a report today that he kind of shut down Doug Peterson for like 10 weeks. Like they barely even talked. So I don't know if that's – I mean, that's kind of babyish. Your starting quarterback to be doing that, but I don't know how Peterson was. Every Obviously, everybody – he sucked too, but I mean, he's the one playing on the field. <laughs> so it's a little bit of both. So I don't know. I think it's the best spot for him, but I'm just not a Carson Wentz guy. Yeah, I kind of thought it was honestly a win for both sides. I thought it's going to be a first round, so a first rounder and a third rounder. It really isn't too bad if Carson Wentz is actually going to show up and be the Carson Wentz that led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it, but he led them there most of the season. And then for the Colts, they needed a quarterback. I mean, they could have drafted one, but Carson Wentz is a proven guy. Yeah, he stunk last year, but I don't think it's too much of a risk so I think it worked out for both sides. The Colts, who do they have in their division? That's tough. They got they, they Texans, have Titans, Titans. Titans. I think the Titans are on the downfall, though. I don't think. I think they're low key going to start not getting worse, but I don't think they. I think their best year was when not this previous year, but the one last year where Derek, where they kind of just were unheard of, and then went in the playoffs and kind of gave everybody a surprise. I don't think it'll get better than that. I kind of think that's it for them. Personally. And the Jaguars. Uh, they could actually be problem, but maybe not this year. They have a lot of draft picks. So it's going to be like a really young roster, but I don't think they're going to do anything. But what I did forget to mention is since last podcast, uh, J.J. Watt, you know, he he's out of Houston now. And I think my personal preference for him to go is Green Bay. I mean, he's a Wisconsin guy, and I think he would look good in those colors. Yeah. Everybody's saying Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is in cap hell right now. So they're physically, I mean, if they want to get rid of their cap and then sign J.J. Watt, then, hey, I'm not saying anything because that means they can't sign anybody else because J.J. Watt, I doubt he's taking any uh, discounts on the contract there. At no, least that big a discount. Yeah, he's a veteran guy. He, he shouldn't. Um, and yeah. also, while we're on this uh, topic, Ben Roethlisberger, what's going to happen with him? At first, everyone was saying the Steelers are going to, you know, keep him, and now it's, you know, kind of up in the air. What do you think the Steelers should do with that? Um, I mean, he's too big of a cap hit to where you can't – you obviously just can't cut him. His cap hit, I think, this year is actually insane. I think it, as of right now, I think it's like $40 million. So I don't I don't see that happening. I don't, they're obviously not going to cut him, but – you have to get some type of restructure and and then even with the restructures the Steelers don't have any cap space with the team they have now technically so they're going to have to make some cuts and Big Ben's obviously the first one you look at 
but I mean, how much can you cut him down? I mean, you can take like 15 million, I think, off is easily fair. I think if you get him down to like the 25 million range, I think that's more than fair. But yeah. I don't see them resigning Juju this year either. Yeah, I think Ben said he was definitely willing to renegotiate, which he should, because if he wants to help in the betterment of the team. All right, we'll stick with the NFL now. We're going to talk about some wide receivers that could potentially be on the move. And we're talking about Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, and Kenny Galladay. Let's start with Chris Godwin. Any any locations you could really see him going to? I could see them all just going back to the, the Bucs on like a one-year deal just because of how the offseason is and what the cap space because they could easily repeat as champions. They're bringing back Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady's going to attract free agents himself. And so I could see them going back for one-year deals, but I don't know because Chris Godwin's very young. Oh, yeah. So maybe the Jaguars? Just they have so much cap space. I don't know. And they already have DJ Sharks and a couple first. So I don't know what they're going to do because they're obviously going to select Lawrence, number one. So maybe they want to get him another receiver, young receiver, but they have Sharks. So, and he's on his last rookie He's on the last year of his rookie deal. Um, and then for Allen Robinson, I highly doubt he's returning to Chicago. He's just been with two bad teams. You remember he started his career with Jacksonville and then to Chicago. He's going to go want to go with a contender. Who that is, I mean, I don't know. Maybe even the Patriots. Like They, they know they need a receiver, and they also need a quarterback right now. So I, I could see him going to some real contender. It's just been so long for him. He's just had to put up for so much and especially being being the cold weather all the time I wouldn't be surprised he has to go somewhere warm too and then uh our last marquee receiver we're going to talk about Kenny Galladay I like him going to the Rams even though the Rams you know following Stafford even though the Rams have Cup and Woods and all those guys I don't mind it I, I think he'll take like a lesser role to be on a winning team I think the Lions franchise tag him I don't know. He'll probably get a lot of money from the franchise. He might get more money from the franchise tag than he will in an open market. But he, it's still like one of those things where like a lot of teams are going to have so much more money to spend next year. I think it's going to be so, I think there's going to be just a lot of one-year deals. Yeah, I, I always wanted to pick players' brains just to know if being on a bad team but making more money or being on a good team and taking less money, like, like what are players thinking? I mean, I don't know. I think early in my career, I definitely want to – I'm there for the money. Well, yeah. No matter how bad it sounds. I mean, he's but, getting into his prime if he's not already. you got to make a decision. It's so tough, too. So let's move on from the NFL to the MLB. Since we last uh, put out a podcast, we have to remember Fernando Tati signed an insane deal, 14 years, over $300 million. Was it worth it in your estimation? Uh, for the Padres, I think I still think I think the Padres got a steal because that 14 years to 340 million is 25 million a year, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's like 24. It, yeah, which is not a lot compared to his counterparts on the infield or other guys who are playing like him. But he's so young, so like he could have easily fallen off a cliff. It's like a it's a weird risk. It's such a high risk. I mean, it's a high risk. Not high risk, but he's been because he's been playing well forever. It's not like he just showed up on the scene. He's always been good, but he showed up on the MLB scene last year for the first time. I think he's played less than the full season technically, but he's always been good in the minors. But like, God forbid, next year he could just go out there and slash two thirty, and you're stuck with him for fourteen more years. Yeah, this is uh, 
going to be a kind of a Padres podcast for me because our next topics are MLB MVP, and I'm going to go with Tatis. I think he has an insane year this year. What do you think? I was thinking the same as well. He's just so good. And, I mean, besides Trout right now, Trout's obviously the best of baseball, but Tatis just blew up last year. He was so good. He's And he plays a flair too, which I like. Yeah, I think it's going to be between uh, Trout and Tatis, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna. So all those guys definitely have real potential to win. I think it's going to you know, come down to how much impact they have on their teams, which I think is going to be Tatis. All right, so let's move on to our next and final topic of the day. Who do we think is going to be the World Series winner? What's your early prediction? Tatis. As I said, I'm a Padres podcast, so I'm going with the Padres. I think they have that this year. Just all the, they lacked pitching last year. They could play now hit, but now they got, you know, all those guys in their rotation, you know, your Snells, and it just goes down the list. I think they I think they got it this year. I will say though that I do I do think the World Series champion comes out of the NL, not the AL. I don't even like when I think of AL, like I mean, we obviously have the good powerhouses, but I don't know. Padres and Dodgers are just crazy on another level. Yeah, and I see we're looking at the odds right now, plus 550, which is second to the Dodgers for the Yankees. That, I don't like that at Yankee, all. Either do I, because I think the Yankees I think the Yankees should be somewhere down in my head, somewhere down more towards where the Cardinals and Blue Jays are, at like plus 2,200, because they have the best lineup for one the heck have the Yankees ever had their lineup play a full season? Never. There's just zero. There's absolutely zero chance it happens this year. Either Stanton and Judge are going to be out multiple games, no matter how much, no matter what people like to hear. They just keep getting hurt. So, yeah, I think sportsbooks just... sportsbooks do this on purpose because they everyone sees the Yankees. They're the big dogs. Put them at you know second behind the Dodgers, raking yeah. all the money, and then they just aren't there. There's also these other teams like the White Sox, Braves. I mean, there's a lot of good teams on here. Like, it's going to be a, a tough season. I even like we were talking about last week. I think the Blue Jays are are pretty stacked right now. So it's it's going to be a good one to see. Yeah, Blue Jays are going to be good for a while too. All right, that's all we have for today from Ari Ezra. I'm Justin, and this is Ezra Kai Sports Talk.